everybody, welcome to the Chapter by welcome. Chapter podcast. Welcome! Steve is back, look at him, look at him. He's never left. Rejuvenated. I'm starting to fill up again with spice, as I've said. It's getting in there, and it's, it's, I need it, it's good, It's this is good for me. Yeah, it's good, it's good. Well, like, this, have, what, how are you feeling so far? Because this is not, this is, this is not what we're usually used to. This is, usually we're used to, like, by this point... You know, we've we've had a couple mentions of uh, of a character's breast at some point, and there's a bit of an adventure. But this is way more political. I I don't know what's going on. There's a lot of politics, and there's fish people, and there's like dead guys who are now walking back around, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure. And there's prescience. Everyone has prescience. Yeah. There's time jumps. I don't love it, Will. You're not in a good place. You're not in a happy place. Well, I mean, look, man, this is just you. It <laughs> is, but I. But those are your words, right? Like I, I think I'm in. I think I'm in a pretty good, happy place. Look at me. I'm just got. I'm smiling. He's got not a big smile on my face. Oh, there it is. It looks like. Oh man, are you pooping? He's pooping. Chapter three of Dune. <laughs> no title because these books don't have titles. No, this one's. Uh, let's call. Let's give with this one a title. Let's call it. Sightails visits a bud. Bud visiting. To what? Sightail visits a bud. Yeah, okay. Yeah? I like that. Old friends for Sightail. Oh! I like that. That's good. I like that. Yeah. All right. Now now we got a chapter introduction. Steve's going to give us a good old Muad Steve reading. We missed last yesterday's, so lay it on us. The Advent... Of the field process, shield. So let me start that again. <laughs> the advent of the field process shield and the laser gun with their explosive interaction, deadly to attacker and attacked, placed the current determinatives on weapons technology. We need not go into the special role of atomics. The fact that any family in my empire could so deploy its atomics as to destroy the planetary bases of 50 or more other families causes some nervousness. True! But all of us possess precautionary plans for devastating retaliation. Guild and Landsrad contain the keys which hold this force in check. No! My concern goes to the development of humans as special weapons. Here is a virtually unlimited field with a few powers are developing. Muadib, lecture to the war college from Stilgar Chronicle. Stilgar's got a newspaper. That does sound like a newspaper. Yeah, the Stilgar Chronicle. Stilgar Chronicle. I want pictures of Wormboy. We all want pictures of Warm Boy. Get me pictures of Warm Boy. This is Bat Boy all over again. He's a menace to society. Get him. Get me Warm Boy. (laughs) So as you alluded to, this chapter is a lot more fucking political, shimshammery, wheeling, dealing. Yeah. Well, it even even goes, like, that chapter introduction also, like, kind of illustrates why that everything is a lot of, a little bit more, like, wheeling and dealing. It's because everybody has the capability of blowing everybody else up just to smithereens. It's kind of like the real world. So, like, when everybody's holding the gun against each other, that's when you got to start dealing. It's a Spider-Man meme. It's a Spider-Man meme. That's what the Lands Rat is. pointing at each other. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's how that's how the Imperium has been set up. Everybody's just kind of like pointing at each other going, hey, what are you doing? We'll in, deal in. Um, but Paul, I guess what he says that in the, in that in that chapter introduction is that when everybody's focusing on these weapons and pointing pointing at each other and being Spider-Man uh, and being in newspapers. What Paul is focusing on is human development. So he wants to advance the human race. Yeah, which that usually doesn't uh, usually doesn't turn out well. Nope. When that's nope. your motive. But no, nope. uh, nope. Paul's changed a little bit as yeah. we're learning. Yeah, he's changed. Well, he's got to take up the the mantle of a of a bad guy in a way. And now that seem like he's becoming space Hitler. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That is that is definitely what he's trying. That is definitely what he's become. But I almost like inadvertently so. But I think we'll get into that more in the like coming chapters because there's other chapters like going on. There's like a dinner scene or like a meeting scene. Oh. We get meetings. When are they eating? Oh, they, let me tell you. Don't spoil it. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Uh, all right. So this chapter here, we're not talking about Paul. We're talking about Sytale, the face dancer. The Tleilaxu fucking shapeshifter man. And he yeah, so shows... he's a shapeshifter, right? For yeah. the record. Yeah. yeah. Can he turn into any shape? Rhombus? Rhombus, triangles. I think I think ovals are tough for him. I think we're I think there's potential for Sightail here for a spin-off, spin-off book that's kind of a Mrs. Doubtfire situation. Sightail goes back to college. Oh. It's different from your Miss Doubtfire thing, but we can make them work. No, no, no. We, we, yeah, we can put it, we can put it together. It's a cross between well, we can do Mrs. We can do Mrs. Doubtfire and possibly a white chick's situation. <laughs> now we're talking. Now we're talking. All right. So Sightail's talking with Edric, right? No, and he's Edric? not. He's not talking to Edric. So what Sightail's doing here is that he's meeting somebody in the suburbs of Arakeen. And this guy, his name is uh, Farouk. And the reason Farouk. why he's I talking him from the WWE. Yeah. Was that the guy who spit apples? The no, Bradshaw. that was Carlito. That was Carlito. And uh, Farouk and Bradshaw, they were, uh, what were they called? They had a name. Sounds like a country duo. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Spice's life. That's their lead single. All right. No, he's fin- he's missing. He's visiting a guy named Farouk. Now Farouk is a former soldier in Paul's Jihad, but as we learn throughout this chapter, Farouk kind of falls out of love with the Jihad, with Paul, with the Fremen, with the Fremen way of progression at this moment, because he doesn't see this as the way, you know? Listen, they say, if you, if you do what you love every day, you'll never work a day in your life. And you know what? You know, it's all work. It just, it just does. It comes work. And the passion always leaves. It doesn't matter what it is. Mm -hmm. He's not, there's no hope. He's got this. He knows this. No hope. Say it, Steve. Tell the no people. No hope. All right. So Farouk, he is contributing to the plan with Saitel, and he's like, "I want to, I want, I, I, I want to change the direction of where the Fremen are going." He cares about the Fremen people, but he's got information that Saitel needs against Paul. And Saitel is like, he's like fishing it out of him. He's like, he's casting a rod, and he's like, "How many ornithopters does Paul have?" What kind of uh, desserts does he ha- does he leave out during dinner service? You know, like these are very important things. What's the skincare routine? Because he's been on that sand planet for years and he looks great. Is it Neutrogena? Are we talking Avon products? 
What's in the kitchen? Pampered chef? What are you? What are, what are you? What's what's your skincare routine there, buddy? Me? You rocking the Avon? You rocking <laughs> the Neutrogena? Those are pretty quick pulls. Uh, yeah, I don't want. I have a pretty in depth routine. I mean, I can get into it, but I think you guys got to subscribe to the Patreon. It's on there. You'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll give like little tidbits throughout the series here. So he's fishing it out of him. But uh, there is another thing kind of going on in the background here. So Sightail notes, and it should be pointed out that Sightail, I think he's taking on the, the the appearance of Duncan Idaho. He, I believe, I, yes, I believe he has, right? Yeah, and that's what I think uh, Farouk even mentions it. He's like, he look, you look like somebody that's uh, that's no, capable. He's like, huh? What? what? Huh? What do you mean? What do you, this I don't what I always look like. Yeah, <laughs> I've looked like Jason Momoa for years. What's important to note here is that this house that that Saitel is visiting is actually connected. Oh, I, I think a bunch of the, a bunch of the houses are probably connected, but this house is particularly connected to a guy named Othaim or Othaim. Yes, Othaim. Othaim. I think he shows up in the first book, but he's more or less like a bit player. Like he only shows up for a couple of scenes, says information, just kind of exposition. He doesn't have a lot of character development. But he's a uh, he's like a commander in the jihad in Paul's army. So he's he's up there. I think he actually gets to a point where he's almost like a um, like a priest. I think at some point he's I he's up he's up there. That's the point, right? And Othaim has a daughter. A big wig. Othaim has a daughter. So the, keep that and nugget in your head. Lich. Yeah. Lichna. 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 Is, <laughs> one, that's a oh boy. That's a name, isn't it? Sounds like someone would be on a song with Cardi B. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, during this conversation that Saitel is having with Farouk, Farouk's son's in the background. And Farouk is, uh, is Farouk, Farouk's son playing a, uh, is he playing a balisette? Ding, 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 ding. He's just trying to show off. He's just trying it's to like show I, off. We we've all been there. If you play an instrument, we've been you've been there. Especially guitarists, you know, they just sort of noodling in the corner, and then they're like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna just start soloing." I don't know who needs to hear this right now. I know you're out there. I know this is early in the season, so you probably are like, "I'll give it, I'll give it a couple more episodes before I t- decide to tap out." But I know you're probably listening out there. I don't know who, need, who needs to hear this, but don't bring your acoustic guitar to that party. I know you're thinking it. You're thinking, oh, there's going to be fire. Oh, you know, it'd be good for a fire. My guitar. It's not. Uh, you know what? It never Everyone is. Everyone says that. And I'm on, I'm, I'm switching back around. Bring it. Right. Don't play it. Just bring it. Though. It's a better play. Yeah. Just to, don't touch it. You can bring it. And then when everybody says like, hey, why don't you play your guitar? Get all modest and stuff. Just don't play it. Don't pick up the thing. This is the thing. Everyone brings these fucking acoustic guitars to parties and campfires. But what you should be bringing is electric guitars. And some amplifiers. Yeah, you need to bring your EVH half stack. Get a fucking some metal going on, man. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. You got you know know that uh, that metal crunch guitar pedal you got that cost you two hundred dollars. Bring that. Bring it all. (laughs) Okay, that's terrible advice. Don't bring your guitar to a party unless you're going to be doing rap that everybody knows and you can kind of like get everybody singing along with you. But if you're going to be singing like like a ballad to to your sweetie get out of here fuck off <laughs> all right so he's playing this like Saitel or uh Farouk's son he's playing this he's he's playing I think he's playing a ballast but what he's doing he's playing a specific type of music Steve 
And it's a specific type of music that's keeping uh, Othheim's daughter, Lichna, under this trance. It's called like a Samuta trance. Calypso. Ah, I love Calypso, man. Makes me just want to be on the beach and dancing around in a in one of those straw skirts. I've seen that happen, actually. Yeah, with you. Oh, I love it. Yeah, you, you know, you get it, you get really into it. But you don't like you have like Calypso out. playing. It's a lot of dirty heads. No, Harry Belafonte, the king of Calypso. What Farouk's son is doing? He's keeping Lickna under this like trance, and I think it's to. It's it's this thing that he's. I think it's to kind of keep um Farouk's son from like walking off into the desert because he's disabled now because uh his son Farouk's son eyes were blinded by a stone burner during one of the battles at a oh at, man as a, a, probably, a part of the jihad probably no compensation for that either no 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 I think he's got I think he's got Tleilaxu eyes but because the Fremen are purists when it comes to their biology having you know, robot eyes or something like that, or or possibly just like genetically altered eyes that are put into your that are put into your skull. That's kind of like a no bueno. You're not allowed to do that. So Farouk's son is kind of more or less banished by society, and Farouk is kind of responsible for this. And I, I can feel for Farouk because Farouk is like, fuck Paul, man. He's he's kind of like ruined my family, and now my kid has no eyes. And uh well- yeah, he, he uh, other things. He is he is sort of our look into how Paul is affecting the more average citizen. The more average citizen, exactly. And he's the thing about Farouk as well is because he was so high up, he's been like invited to parties and stuff like that. And he's been telling he's been he tells Saitel of the of Paul's parties, and he's like, all I see is like excess. You know, they they're just mm. like they're they're drinking and dining, and they're just like, like Kanye West. Exactly, Kanye parties. West is there. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's just a mess. They're listening to stuff on Tidal. Paul's like, guys, you gotta listen Uh-oh. to this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Paul's the only one that has a has a PS5 and a Tidal <laughs> and a Tidal device. They're hard to get. Really hard to get. It's super expensive. So, getting all this information is very, very important uh, for Sightail. But then uh, when Lickna is, I think, is introduced into the conversation Saitel things take a left turn almost very suddenly where and he he kills Farouk and he kills Farouk's son using like poison darts yeah and he takes Lickna so we don't know what he needs Lickna for but we know that Lickna is the daughter of Othheim and uh, Othheim is high in the hierarchy of the of the dune power structure so there's plots does he here. need like does he need the people to shapeshift into them? I don't know actually. I th- I I would I would assume so. I think it has been mes- mes- mentioned that if he has like hair or some sort of DNA of this person, mm. he can shape. Okay. Cuz yeah, so shapeshift so he, into him. So he probably wants to shapeshift into Lickna, get close to Oth Othin. Yeah. Give him give him some know-how. Yeah, give him a little swibbity splat. Swab him. Yeah. This is terms for fighting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, no, this is this is a very crucial chapter and just kind of seeing how the the normal man views the views Muad'Dib and how he's affecting 
the Fremen. And we don't see that. We don't see that very often. Usually we kind of just like, we just see the like upper tier families kind of whining and dining, you know, giving each other messages, sending each other off with the The upper elite with, uh, you know, sand, all that fancy ass sand and their fucking fancy battle sets. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of how fancy your battle set is? What do you think of Farouk's story? His reasoning for turning against, uh, Paul, or do you remember? I mean, it's Farouk. He checks it. I think he's a great. I think he's cool. I think he's a cool character. I wish we got more. I wish we got more stories from the front lines of the jihad. Like how well, like the jihad is apparently like it's crushing right now. It's just doing like they're going for they're going for you know they're going for the three P: Chicago Bulls, Mm. Michael Jordan. Okay. Well, maybe Two we'll times. get that later in the book. In the 90s. We just but, need some characters who are on the front lines to come to our front lines. Yeah. Well, Farouk is Farouk is cool. I like the story. Like, him going to a planet and then taking a bath, going into an ocean, and then realizing, like, looking at all the bodies that are around him and realizing ah! that, like, this is all just frivolous and just against everything he believes in as a Fremen. And there's a bunch of Fremen probably thinking the same thing. Like we've said, we, I think we've seen it in the last uh, chapter or two with Cheney saying that there's a bunch of Fremen in the desert that are like, bring Muad'Dib back to the desert. We don't need him in a palace. We don't need him bringing in a bunch of water. Huh? Well, they want to bring him back. They want to, they want to bring him back to basics, back to the hood. They want to know, Will, is he still Jenny from the block? Right? Yeah, and that's the real question. That's what Dune's Messiah is all about. Is Paul still Jenny from the block? <laughs> you got to worry about the rocks that he got. You got to question if he's still Jenny from the block. It's a, it's a lot of things to consider here. So this is a good this is a good like kind of like plot chapter and we get a little bit of exposition a little bit of a uh, little little bit of things going on but i think we're still too early to make any sort of real decisions yet i think i want to give you a, a a predictions correction episode maybe next week maybe the week after already all right just to see where you see where you're at because i got your predictions here i don't want to look at them but i want to okay. see where you're at and then okay. uh we'll see what we can correct here and give you a better chance of defeating me survival because we might uh we uh, because uh there might be some things that i there, I, might, I might be able to throw some more f- smoke screens at you see what we can do I like smoke all right well thank you for listening to another episode of dude messiah look it's the end of the week it's friday oh it is the end of the week get out there have a good weekend i forgot about weeks yeah get out there have a, have a good weekend maybe you have a barbecue right mm. Mm. Delicious. You got kebabs? Take that. Fuck yeah, they got kebabs. Kebabs is a stick with stuff on it. Oh, uh, ke- got it. You guys, if you guys want to know a fucking good honey garlic recipe, hit me up. You can put that Thank shit. Thank you for listening. No. <laughs> put it on your kebabs. All right, go. Follow us on Twitter at chat by chap. Follow us on Instagram at chapter by chapter podcast. And of course, you can email us at chapter by chapter podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we will be back on Monday with another episode of Dune 
Messiah! This quality episode of entertainment is brought to you by our Gouda Grandmaster, Mr. Big Cheese Daddy. Big Cheese Daddy has been there with us since the beginning. He's been supporting us through all the Wheel of Time shows, through all the Dune shows. He believes in us. We believe in him. And we can't thank him enough for supporting our show the way that he does. If you want to be like him and support our show... Head on over to the Patreon. There's a link in the description of this episode. And you can sign on up. Support your cheese boys. You guys love that. Huh? What am I doing? 